Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome into the Baseball Insiders on this beautiful Monday. We are back. Robert Murray is back in the building. I'm Adam Weinrib. Always have been. Always will be. Even though I'm in a new location today. First person in the comments to guess where I am gets $6. Maybe. I don't know. Hit me up in the Discord. Robert, the playoff races are heating up. Jason Parker, we will talk about the Red Sox and Yankees at least a little bit. One of those teams is hot, the other not. Uh, but we got plenty to touch on. Prospect promotions, wildcard races get nuts. Complicating factors in the postseason chases. It's nice to have you back on the show to help me sort it all out. Yeah, it's good to be back. Sorry for the not showing up last Thursday. I was not feeling the greatest, but we're now... We're, we're back at it again. Got lots to talk about. Kyle Harrison finally got called up. I know we're going to be talking about that here momentarily. Very exciting things. Uh, Adam, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm alive. Uh, yeah, I, I think Jason maybe didn't anticipate that based on the way that this weekend's action went. Another, uh, finally, those long-suffering Red Sox fans get a win. It's It's been a while. It's been at least two years since you've been able to thump your chest like this. Uh, congratulations. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the Boston Red Sox emergence to the bottom of the uh, wild card race, what they can do to find their way into the playoff field and who they'll have to conquer. Uh, but a reminder before we begin, this show is brought to you by Bet365. We have an awesome sports betting promo from the folks there. All you have to do is deposit $10, place a $1 wager on any sport. You will instantly receive $200 added to your account in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. All you have to do is use the code baseball in at sign up that code's on the screen now that code will be on the screen through the show we'll give you time to get situated and recall it but that's your sign up code if you use it you'll receive 200 dollars in bonuses you'll also be directly supporting us at the podcast and we need it right now especially us fans of the new york baseball yankees so if you haven't signed up for bet 365 join with the code baseball in Place that first bet. This offer is available for new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in most legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. And also, if you're not with us as a YouTube member, if you're not with us in the Discord, now is a pretty good time to get in there too. It's the only place you'll have exclusive access to Robert and myself between shows. You can ask direct questions to Robert. You can pitch topics for the show. We'll touch on your questions ahead of time. It's the only place you can troll me about the poor performance of the New York Yankees, which honestly might be the Discord's most appealing attribute this particular week. You can come into the Discord and own my stupid ass. Uh, isn't it worth being a YouTube member for that purpose? I don't know. I hope so. Uh, but you'll see Robert and myself in there if you do join up and we welcome you. Yeah, no, we absolutely do. Uh, roasting Adam is always welcomed and encouraged. Uh, I should probably do that more often, but... No, I'm just kidding. I should never roast Adam. Adam is perfect. But please join the Discord, by the way. Like that gives you exclusive access to both of us and helps us out a lot and lets us do this show. So um, please, please do that. 
Yeah, please do that. Uh, we'll touch on a lot of factors in the playoff races, including uh, some teams with pretty bright futures. I want to talk about uh, MLB Pipeline's fun farm system rankings because uh, one little factor stood out to me there as well. Uh, Robert had not one but two call-ups this weekend, and we will touch on both of them. But I feel like that's a natural place to start because the Giants have made two pretty significant promotions in the past week or so to try to change their playoff trajectory. They remain in the wild card mix. Uh, outfielder Wade Meckler was a shocker. And I think a lot of people maybe became acquainted with his minor league numbers when the Giants called him up. The second one was the much anticipated promotion of Kyle Harrison. So uh, let's scoop that real quick and talk about usage patterns how the giants foresee harrison as they attempt to hold on to this wild card lead and uh the meckler addition maybe not off to the hottest start so far but they have a chance to start fresh again with kyle harrison no they absolutely do and to start with meckler uh he was his call up i mean he had a pretty aggressive promotion to the major leagues but his numbers in the minor leagues warranted it and he's gotten limited experience in the majors only 19 plate appearances 17 at bats and he's hitting a little bit below 200 and so far, I just look pretty overmatched at the plate. And you got to kind of wonder what his playing time is going to look like in the future here or throughout this, basically, the rest of the season. Uh, just because with the Giants being in the postseason race uh, and being in a firm wildcard position, they got to play their best guys. And so far, he's not shown that he can he can be one of those guys. There's plenty of time, but right now it's been a slow start for him. Uh, but with Harrison, this has been... Probably the most anticipated Giants debut for a pitcher, at least, since Madison Bumgarner. He is absurdly talented. He's got swing and miss stuff that not many, if any, prospects have had in quite some time, especially from the left, left-handed left side. Um, and this has been something that, had he not hurt his hamstring while he was doing lunges in the gym, he would have been called up around, let's say, the All-Star or just the trade deadline, somewhere in that, somewhere in that time window. Uh, but it delayed him, and as soon as he was able to come back, the Giants anticipated a pr- pretty quick uh, debut uh, for him in the majors, and it only took a couple of starts. And he found out what today is Monday. He found out late Saturday night that he was going to be called up um, to join the Giants, and he's going to be pitching on Tuesday in Philadelphia, and he is going to be – uh, a key part of that rotation now and going forward. They envision him and Logan Webb having just a dominant one-two punch that gives them something kind of like what they had with Matt Cain, with Lincecum, and Bumgarner. Um, and they also have Alex Cobb, too, and they needed starters. The only thing that we don't know right now is how far or how deep he can pitch into games because he's barely pitched four or five innings per outing, and they've limited his pitch count in the AAA, uh, but – that being said, he's got the ability and the talent to be an impact guy right away. And next year when his arm is built up, then he can go seven, eight, maybe nine innings. He's, I'm telling you, he's got, he's got the ability and the chance to be one of the best pitchers in baseball before too long. He is, he's, he's that good. Hell of a spot for a debut too. How about you go on the road in front of the most hostile fan base in the national league and the team that you are directly chasing in the wild card race. It's pretty exciting. Oh, it absolutely is. And that's something the Giants had to figure out exactly what they were going to do with him is do you put him against Philadelphia or do you have his debut go against the Atlanta Braves, which basically looks like an all-star lineup. And they chose the Phillies uh, over the Braves, which I think was the right move, especially since the Phillies are pretty left-handed heavy 
and Harrison's left. He's had a lot of success as a left-handed pitcher against left-handed hitters. So I think that was a, a smart move for him, even though hostile environment. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how he does, but long-awaited debut is finally here. Well, it's 4v5, and there's a chance that that ends up being a pretty fun little wild card series. So we will keep an eye on San Fran at Philly this week. This episode is basically about catching up on changes to the playoff race, teams with momentum, any little factor that has changed over the last week since we spoke. The NL Central teams that are in the wild card chase behind the Brewers. I don't know what's going to be determinative for them. All I know is that the wrinkles that we thought were emerging at the trade deadline in the first half, they've all pretty much borne out. In Chicago, Marcus Stroman's rib fracture is going to keep him out a while. Hunter Green comes back for the Reds this weekend, gets shelled. I think everybody who believed in the Cubs probably believed offense would lead the way anyway, and Stroman getting hurt hurts strengthens that case and you wonder if it hurts their chance of making noise. We all knew the Reds needed more pitching at the deadline if they intended this to be the year. Hunter Green coming back, internal. We got better with a guy we already had. I hear you, but when he stinks up the joint in his first game back, it kind of shines a microscope. Do those shine? I guess you can burn ants with a microscope. It shines a light on that flaw that we all knew these teams uh, already had. So, uh, just kind of an interesting situation developing there. The Cubs going to have to weather the storm here, but keep winning like we always knew they had to. And same with the Reds. Does Green make the difference? Does he push them any closer to being a fully formed team? Or is it same old, same old? If this lineup of rookies crushes, they'll be all right. I've, I think the Reds, they're going to be all right. I think that's a team. They're only one game back of a postseason spot right now. Um, I don't necessarily like... I feel like it's safe to say they're not a World Series team this year. They have too many holes on that team, especially in the rotation. But what they're doing is they're laying the groundwork to what they want to build. And they're pretty far along with that. Their lineup is stacked with young talent. And calling up Marte this weekend or this past week, mm-hmm. um, that just further underscored just how deep that that farm system was and still is. And when they – because at the deadline, they were definitely open to adding payroll. And they, they were absolutely open to adding a starting pitcher. Um, and I know Jonathan India's name was mentioned in trade talks. I bet you that heats up in the offseason. But uh, they weren't going to try to risk their future to win this year. They want to build something that's sustainable. And uh, that opportunity did not present itself. But um, if the Reds can make the postseason this year with where the roster is at in terms of their stage of building, I think that's going to be something that they can really build off of at a starting pitcher or two in the offseason and then further position themselves as probably one of the top three or four teams in the National League. And um, and, and going to the Cubs here, it's, they're, I didn't expect them necessarily to be like a team that would be in the postseason race. I thought the Swanson addition would help for sure. I thought there were other additions would help as well, but I didn't necessarily envision them being this far along with it. Um, I thought they still had some more pieces to go. Uh, so the fact that they're still in this position and actually have the third wild card spot, impressive but the stroman injury definitely hurts him now uh that's i don't think there's any way of sugarcoating that yeah and from what it looks like we're seeing like they don't necessarily intend to have extension talks with him either and and maybe he'll just sort of be silenced moving forward as this injury takes hold it's good it's a little bit of an odd vibe it kind of feels like 
he went from ace of a playoff caliber team to like hidden guy midway through a, a crucial stretch of the season. No, exactly. And I'll tell you, like the the the, the decision the Cubs are going to have to make with Stroman when it comes to his contract is going to be extremely interesting because he's he's one of their best starting pitchers. Obviously, he's pretty established, and he clearly wants to be in Chicago. But the fact that they weren't aggressively trying to extend him at the deadline, um, or even like leading up to that, I don't know if that was a sign of what their future plans are necessarily. Um, but I think considering what they've done with the rotation in the past and the uncertain futures with Kyle Hendricks and some other guys there, um, it's going to just be a really interesting one. And there's going to be a good amount of starting pitchers available in the offseason too. So they're going to have plenty of options or there's even going to be guys that are available in the trade market so they can get creative there. But um, I'll tell you the Stroman decision. I don't know what they're going to do. And usually I have a pretty good feel for what these teams are going to do, but that one is kind of up in the air. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There's a lot up in the air. And like, I, I do believe, I believe in what the Cubs are. I hesitate to even say building. Cause I guess it's, I didn't expect them to be here this quickly. It did feel like they were adding stereotypical clutch veterans to a roster that maybe didn't merit these push them past the finish line additions. But all of a sudden they're here in the playoff picture for now, three teams tied just behind them. And Ethan Fisher stick around. We will talk about the future of the Cubbies pirates. Reds brew crew towards the end of this show because there is a lot of interesting stuff being appraised there. Uh, yeah. want to touch on two teams that might have woken up this weekend to uh, the moment that a lot of people in the chat are probably waiting for. Uh, the Diamondbacks, I'm not sure if they were ever out of it, but they certainly snuck back into the wild card race by being the latest team to take advantage of whatever juju bad mojo has taken over the San Diego Padres, uh, who are trying to set a record for highest run differential ever not in the playoffs. So congratulations to them. But that's obviously not the goal that you start with on opening day. And then the Boston Red Sox, who still three out, did not gain a game in the wild card race this weekend by sweeping the New York Yankees, did just come off four at home against KC, three at home against Detroit, three on the road in Washington, and went five and five through that stretch that kind of felt like a, a chance for them to really take hold of the reins. That said, ran over the Yankees this weekend. Demolition Friday, demolition Saturday. Justin Turner with a back-breaking three-run home run yesterday, only for Anthony Volpe to tie it and re-break their backs three batters later, only for Turner to come through again and Kenley Jansen to come through with a big save. 
beer shower for the manager team banging on the door, dragging Alex Cora out of the press conference, shoving him back out there soaked in beer, uh, which was intended for their bench coach, Ramon Vasquez, who won his first major league game yesterday in Alex Cora's stead after Cora got ejected. Cora doing the, I don't know how many great managers there are in baseball right now. Bochi, we touched on on the last show, but Cora after that game getting ejected saying every fucking pitch matters. Like, I don't know how many guys there are like that in the baseball space right now who are genuine difference makers in that position. And the Sox might have struggled through those 10 games against inferior competition, but they entered a rivalry series on the road this weekend and waxed a sleeping opponent. So if the Yankees had gotten up for this series, you would have understood it. The Red Sox understood that. They laid waste to them. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add another manager to that list, by the way. Craig Council. I was around the Dodgers and the Brewers this past weekend. And, yeah, that uh, – it, it, talking to people with the Brewers further kind of underscore just how important Council is. Um, that contract situation is, by the way, totally fascinating. But to go back on um, – to go back on topic here, starting I'll, – I'll go – I'll go with the Diamondbacks first. Yeah. Um, they were never truly out of it. They're only, what, one game back somewhere in that ballpark? Now uh, they're one. Yeah, now they're one out. They're tied, but the, they're somehow – they're back to over 500. They stopped yeah. the skid. Uh, they look alive again. They do, and they got the juju back against the, the Padres. They won three out of four, and Padres, they're they're hurting. Uh, there's no other way of putting it there. They're in it's some serious trouble, and – Got the good mojo going, but if you look at the Diamondbacks' schedule, they got the Rangers now. They have the Reds, who are in postseason contention for sure. You have the Orioles, and then you have the Dodgers. That is a brutal stretch there, um, and it's that two-week stretch there could basically determine exactly what their postseason outlook is going to look like. Um, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if I'm a believer in them or not, just because – there's plenty of holes on that team. Um, and uh, they tried to do some different things at the deadline that obviously did not work out. Uh, I thought they were going to sit, I thought they were going to trade one of their, um, one of their outfielders. I thought Alec Thomas was going to be on the move and I thought they were going to try to add uh, a piece elsewhere on the pitching side that could help them out. So I, I think this two week stretch, as I said, is going to determine a lot for them, but I don't necessarily know how, um, how much upside their entire season has here, but going to the Red Sox, that series against the Yankees, that may have gotten them going. And as as you said, they didn't gain any ground in the in the wild card spot or on the wild card race there. But that being said, um, they have a really good manager, and they have a talented team. They got veterans on that team, and they know how to win. Uh, if you look at their two of their leaders, Justin Turner and Kenley Jensen, where do they come from? They came from the Los Angeles Dodgers, who obviously have extensive postseason experience. They have other guys in the roster who are really talented. Um, well, like, let me, let me look at the at the standings real quick in the uh, American League. So you have the, for the wild card, you have the Rays, Astros, and Mariners who have the top three spots there, and then you have the Blue Jays and the Red Sox who are three games back. It's going to be tough for them to catch up. That I think is going to be real. I think that's abundantly clear, especially with how the Mariners are playing right now. Uh, the Blue Jays have won two games in a row, too, and they're two and a half games back, or they're two and a half games ahead of the Red Sox. It's going to be tough, but they have the makings, or at least the feel right now, of a team that could close the gap pretty quickly, especially after that series against the Yankees. Will they do it? I don't know. 
stranger things have happened. And when it comes to postseason time, never cut out the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, Jason made my next point for me in the comments here. Lost in the shuffle of can they track down the Mariners? Do you believe in the Blue Jays? Is it Seattle laid waste to Houston this weekend? And the Red Sox are going to Houston, three back in the lost column of the Astros. Then they go home and play the Dodgers. Then they go home and play Houston again. So no one's going to pretend like Houston, LA, Houston isn't a really daunting stretch. It is. But the Red Sox are entering that with as much momentum as they could hope to have. And theoretically, taking the Astros down is right in front of them. The Mariners can do whatever they want. The Mariners can keep surging. Boston controls their destiny against the reigning world champs, and they have a chance to show that this week. Now, both you and I believe that the Astros are not going to lie down either after getting swept by Seattle. They're too good for that. Martin Maldonado said he was embarrassed and held a players only meeting after the Mariners completed yesterday's sweep. That's the only thing for me standing in the way of the Red Sox vibes is that Houston is now angrier than they've ever been. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you this too. Houston, like they're angry, obviously, but that last series they're I mean, they're, they're trending down. I mean, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And then you look at the Red Sox coming off of a sweep of the Yankees and they pull Alex Cora out from his press conference to pour beer on him and celebrate. And like, basically just the vibes are like, the vibes could not be more different going into the series for these two teams. A pissed off Houston Astros team is a scary thing, especially you look at that team, veteran team, veteran manager. It's going to, obviously they're upset now, but that's a team that, I don't think we'll press. I think that's a team that is motivated and angry going into that series. And the fact that they're what seven of their next 10 games are against each other. Mm-hmm. Am I reading that right? Yep. That is, we're talking about what could end up being a really, I mean, this could end up being, I don't want to use the word classic, but it could end up being a really crucial stretch for these both, both of these teams. And it could close the gap really quickly, or it could widen the gap even more. And could make one of those teams, probably the Mariners in this situation, um, or, or the other Red Sox, my mistake. It could make their their path to the postseason a lot more difficult, or it could make it a lot more realistic. Yeah, and not to be, you know, what I try to do in talking about the New York Yankees, I want, uh, you know, if I can help, if the Yankees deserve to be defended, I'll defend them. If they don't, I'll kill them. Like, that's what I hope to do um, every time I stand behind the mic. And right now, they're indefensible. But even more importantly, the Yankees and Astros rivalry gets a lot of shine, I think, because people like to watch the Yankees get their ass kicked. The Astros beat them in 2017, dismantled them in 2019 in, an imba- in a fashion where they the highs were high, the DJ LeMahieu game-tying home run, and Altuve pops the bubble, right? Last year, the Astros basically ended this era of Yankees baseball. 2015, the Astros beat the Yankees in a one-game wild card. So playoff series in this modern era, the Astros are 4-0. and Astros-Red Sox is a real rivalry. It is. Absolutely it is. The Astros beat the Red Sox in 2017 in the DS on the way to that championship. The Red Sox struck back in 2018. They took Alex Cora revenge series in 2018. And then uh, last time the two sides met in the playoffs in the ALCS in 2021 – the Red Sox took a big lead, seemed to be roaring with momentum. Houston didn't have pitching. 
The Astros came back, took that, went back to the World Series. So that playoff rivalry is 2-1 Strohs right now. The Yankees and Astros is not a, is not a match. The Astros no. cakewalk them. The Red Sox and Astros is a rivalry. Oh, it, one thousand percent it is. And like last last year, um, the Astros made the Yankees look silly, and they yeah. have basically whenever they faced off in, in these crucial games. And uh, a rivalry is not a rivalry if it's one sided. I have learned that um, just watching different sports and especially these different series in the in, in baseball here. And um, I will say we've talked about it before on, on this show, and I'll say it again. And this last series even further underscored it. The Yankees have to make a change, and they have to make a big change. I don't know if it can just be one or the other at this point. Like I know Cashman is just a, a highly respected executive, and he's done a lot of good things in New York. But is it almost time for those guys to make a decision and, and, and move on, or uh, where Cashman resigns so he doesn't have the the headlines of him being fired or? Um, I don't know. That organization has to ask themselves some really difficult questions because what they're doing now is absolutely not working. Um, and they're just, it's, it does not feel like it doesn't feel like baseball right now. in the fact that we're this deep into the season and we're not even talking about the Yankees as a postseason contender like that just, it doesn't feel right. And they, that organization has to ask themselves a lot of tough questions and, George Costanza, hey, I mean, there you go. You, you never know. Yeah, I mean, the Costanza, baby. I mean, he did help Derek Jeter out after all. Yeah, he he made he shrunk the uniforms. Uh, I mean, there might be a Costanza but <laughs> Showalter pairing next year. Um, I, I I I don't think a single Yankee fan alive is. There's there, a lot of people like to say like, oh, if you fire Brian Cashman, he'll get another job tomorrow. Great. It, like if he finds another job and finds success somewhere else after languishing the past few years, I don't think any Yankee fan will be like, we should have yeah. brought back Cashman. They'll just understand it was time to make a change. Not we, we talk, listen to how much we've talked about promoting talent already in this episode, Marte to the reds. They've got a lineup of all rookies, Kyle Harrison, Wade Meckler, it, it just so much turnover. And even with teams like the angels calling up Nolan Chanwell, like who was drafted Ooh. Two weeks ago, like the Yankees not calling up Everson Pereira, Oswald Peraza, maybe even Austin Wells before this Red Sox series. When they pulled those players from the AAA lineup on Thursday, they weren't spotted in the post-win handshake line on Thursday. And then they didn't come up and Aaron Boone said, we'll see, they might help us down the stretch. Like fundamentally broken top to bottom right now. Oh, it 100% is. There's there's no other way of even describing it. It's just, it's it's a broken product. And I'll tell you, the the, the Angels calling up their first rounder from this past draft. Yeah. I, that was, so it, it, this is, this is a, a fun little story. Well, fun to me at least. So I was, um, I was in LA, as I said, and as I was driving to the airport, I was driving past the Angels' stadium. And that's when the pass and report dropped that the Angels are calling up their first rounder from this past year. And... I got a text from a rival high-ranking executive who sent the pass and tweet to me and in all caps responded with desperate. And that's exactly what the angels were. And I respect the absolute heck out of them being so aggressive in promoting their top prospects. I think that's a good thing. Um, maybe this one was freaking aggressive though. Holy crap. Um, but um, I respect it. And I think the Yankees, especially in a season that is, 
essentially over at this point. Yeah. They got nothing to lose. And getting these guys at bats right now um, gives them a taste of the major league level and a major league pitching. It doesn't hurt. Helps them out in the future. Gives them a really extended look at what exactly they have in these guys. And their unwillingness to do it is just really confusing. Yeah. Don't you want to learn? Like, no one's asking these people to save the season. The season is dead. Don't yeah. you want to get these people reps so that you can maybe consider a solution to the left field vacancy next year? Maybe consider using these people as trade chips. Literally anything but burying them on the farm. Austin Wells yesterday, two homers, a three run shot, and a grand slam. Everson Pereira, two homers on Saturday, a 476 foot home run. And the Yankees go, going, again, steamrolled by the Red Sox. 8-3 in the first game, what, 8-1 in the second one. I mean, it's at the point where I'm having a lovely time in a family vacation. Uh, spoiler alert for my location. I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the beating heart of Red Sox Nation. I'm out on that little tip in the middle of the water in Massachusetts. And I'm at, I'm at a dive bar where the game is playing in the other room. I'm hearing people cheering. I'm checking my wrist, getting score notifications going, Jesus Christ, oh my, get it out. Like, that's the point of the season we're at. And they're still yeah. not calling up any kids to get a second look at them. A first yeah. look, anything. And I'll tell you this too. So this is, a, this is another one in the fact that I think the Angels being so aggressive in promoting these guys, it's going to help them be able to draft guys for less and sign them for less money in the future because – they're going to end up drafting these guys, get them to the majors quicker, and that's going to result in them getting uh, the possibility of a bigger payday that much quicker. And I think we've seen that with the Braves. We've seen that now with the Angels. Um, and I wonder if there's other teams that follow suit, but there's clearly an added benefit to promoting these guys. Um, I'm, I, I think there's going to be other teams that follow the uh, um, they follow their lead here, but it's I don't know. I. I just I'm going back to the Yankees. I still don't understand exactly what they're. It's just mind blowing to me. I, I I don't get it. No, we can't avoid going back to the Yankees. That's let's we are changing. We're changing history on the baseball insiders. We can't believe that there are wild card races and division races operating independently of the New York Yankees. Happy to talk about them on this show. Happy to bring them back to the forefront because you're going to hear a lot of what's wrong with the Yankees on these like ESPN chat morning shows or whatever. I mean, how much time do you have? We we can do 45 minutes to an hour on what's wrong with the Yankees. I, I don't think Luis Severino is getting DFA'd. I think the Yankees are in the middle of an eight game losing streak. They have not done that since 1992. They are off today. Tomorrow they start a two game series with the nationals. Both of their starting pitchers ERAs are over 7.5. It, it this could go to 11 this could go to 14 they are out of the the competitive orbit right now <laughs> the fact that their pitchers are that have, have those high eras not good at them um i'm i'm, I'm starting to think they're in trouble I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to think it they're running out of time it's no longer right in front of them uh we will uh Oh, they uh, they play the Nats on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's great. Yes, they have a day game on Thursday with the Nationals. Can't wait for that. Uh, I'll be podcasting as that game. I'll be podcasting as that game wraps here on the Baseball Insider. So I hope you guys all enjoy that. I like the suggestion of uh, potentially doing our our own power rankings on Thursday's show, too. So we'll keep that in mind. Uh, Reminder, Bet365 is today's sponsor. Baseball in is the promo code. 
Only if you are 21 plus physically present in legal gambling states can you participate. All the details are in the description of the show. Again, the Discord channel is where you can uh, interact with us in between shows. Bug me, ping me, uh, ask Robert questions, roast me. Again, I'm more than open to it. My team is not currently participating in Major League Baseball. Um, We'll talk plenty more on the next show. Uh, but before we go, just can't help but uh, be impressed by, uh, I, I teased it earlier, the way that the NL Central lines up both now and in the future, uh, d- right in the wild card race, all of these teams, Noel V. Marte joins the Reds, Christian Encarnacion Strand walks off the Blue Jays on Friday. We don't know if this is the Reds year now, but we know there's plenty of juice there. And the comment earlier that said the Pirates could be the Reds, MLB Pipeline's farm system rankings that dropped last week had the Orioles in the number one spot, of course, because why wouldn't they be? But two, three, four, five is the Pirates, Brewers, Cubs, Reds. If you're the Cardinals, you got to be scared. But my God, all of these teams are set up to be extremely formidable in the years to come. I'll tell you, man, you look at those those prospect rankings for them and you look at the headline talent for each of those teams and it's just like wow and you wonder exactly what this what this division is going to look like in one two maybe three years you look at the pirates going into this year i had somebody tell me that their their farm system was extremely underrated and had the shot of guiding them into postseason contention in 2024 then you had paul Skeens to it who is one of the better prospects to come out of out of college in quite some time. Then you look at the the Brewers, Jackson Churio. I was around the Brewers um, this past week, and I got to asking some people about Churio. Let me tell you this: that organization is incredibly, incredibly high on him, and we're talking about their best hitting prospect in frick who knows how long. I mean, we're this guy is going to be a superstar, uh, and I'm pretty convinced of that. And he won't debut this year, but next year, I mean, you never know. You never know. And then you, you can just continue going. The Reds, I mean, they have just an abundance of top prospects. There, a lot of them are in the, in the major league level now, but they also have some other options too. And then you look at the Chicago Cubs. The worst trade of the last trade deadline, or was it two deadlines ago at this point? My, my years are all mixed up. Javi Baez? Javi Baez going to the Mets in exchange for Pete Crow Armstrong. And I'm pretty sure there was another piece in that too, or maybe it was straight up. But anyways, giving up Pete Crow Armstrong in that trade was an absolute colossal mistake by the Mets. Like we're talking about a guy who has the ability to be the one of the premier center fielders in baseball. It's not impossible that he debuts this year. I would, I would not rule that out at all. Um, but we're, he's going to end up being a stud, and he's going to end up being a key piece for that Cubs lineup long term. Um, I still can't believe the Cubs got him for Javi Baez. Like that was, um, that was just a, a complete stunner to me. And a good shot by Ethan Fisher it was yeah. Trevor Williams in that trade as well. Um, but Crow Armstrong, that's going to be a name that we hear about for a long, long time. And the Mets fans. Kind of feels like that could be Jerry Kalanick 2.0, but I think this one could work out a little bit better. Although yeah. that being said, Kalanick did show signs earlier this year. Um, so you never know. Yeah, but I trust Pete Crow Armstrong not to kick a water cooler. So advantage. <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. 
Hope everybody figured that out by now. Don't do that. Um, before we uh, before we officially wrap, I mean, we we had George Costanza in the chat. I just I think it's probably important to mention that Saturday was uh, Seinfeld night, the annual Seinfeld night at the Brooklyn Cyclones minor league team, the Mets single A club in BK. Robert, did you see any of this, or am I going to blow your mind with what you had access to if you were in Brooklyn on Saturday? He, I think you're going to about to blow my mind. I'm I'm here for it. Okay. Well, I recommend. So it's annual. So obviously we should probably go next year. But they had an Elaine dance contest. They put people in Elaine costumes. They kicked on the field. Uh, they gave away George Costanza marine biologist bobbleheads with him sitting on a whale holding the obstruction. And Jay Peterman was there for photos and appearances in first pitch. You're kidding me. I am not. We're going next year. Yeah. Because I'm not kidding you, Marine Biologist is my favorite episode of Seinfeld ever. Uh, and that is something that I have, that's an episode I've watched with my dad more than, probably more than a dozen times at this point. We laugh every time, just like we watched it the first time. Incredible. It, it never gets old. And they, they do this every year. It's different every year. I've only been once. I went 2019. They did the Marble Rise. They played as the Marble Rise on the hat. They gave away... Uh, I had a few Sealy Jerry and I met the Wiz and I met Lloyd Braun. It's an unbelievable event. So next year, mark your calendar. Right, we're, we're going 1000%. And obviously a burner is saying that Curb is, is better than Seinfeld. That is categorically false. And the baseball insiders do not endorse that comment. No, uh, we do not. They're both. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Curb's fantastic. It's a, it's a top 10 show, but Seinfeld. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, there you go. That's my hot day for the day. Seinfeld yeah. is numero uno. A curb is not top ten. That's that's my yeah. Only delivering spicy takes on the, on the baseball insiders. Food for thought. Heading into Thursday's show, I think we should probably do a little power ranking and reassessing. Could be fun. Uh, until next time, thanks for joining us, everybody. As always, lively chat. We count on y'all during the dog days of summer. You're delivering. We can't wait to be hanging out with you. Uh, down the stretch into the playoffs, into the offseason. We will feast, and we thank you for being here uh, early, getting in on the ground floor. Um, I am Adam Weiner. You can catch me on Twitter at Adam Weiner, but you'd probably rather follow Robert Murray, who's going to be breaking scoops down the stretch into the postseason in October and beyond. Robert, thanks for hanging with me, dude. Thanks for having me, too. Make sure to follow Adam, by the way. He, he's talking me up, but that, that's my guy right there. He's, all, he's a very good follow. Uh, always appreciate him. Appreciate everybody tuning in today and watching. Always appreciate that. See you Thursday, Adam. See you Thursday. I, I mean, if everybody was coming here for the Yankees Red Sox stuff, you would have probably enjoyed following me on Twitter yesterday. That's really my only uh, – that's my promise. I tried not to – imagine being me and being in my brain. I was like, well, I'm not going to watch this game. I don't care. They already lost the first two. I don't care. They found a way to make me care, and I tweeted through it, uh, again, during a family vacation. So um, if you want access to my pain, the Discord is a good spot. My Twitter feed is a good spot. Uh, recommend joining the Discord. You can send my own tweets at me and bully me. You really do whatever you want. <laughs> we don't endorse bullying, but we endorse everything else, and especially in the Discord. So please join that. That would help us out tremendously, everybody. That would be that'd be wonderful. We'll, we'll be best pals uh, if, if we end up doing that. So yeah. that's not enticing enough, then. I don't know. I don't know know what I got for you. If not, well, we'll see everybody again right back here on Thursday for another banger of a show. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Robert. Bye, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.